The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Let's start with John Mooney, the crime correspondent of the Sunday Times, who had a bit of a scoop yesterday and a remarkable story that seems almost stranger than fiction. Because, John, I think you're going to tell me about the Irish citizen who is being deported from Australia on suspicion of being a threat to national security because she may be a Russian spy. Is that it? Well, in in a nutshell, yes. Uh, Mariana Soligub, uh, is a woman who uh, arrived here from Kazakhstan and uh, when she was in her early teens or a very young uh, kind of teenager, um, she grew up in Glanmire and went to school, went to University College Cork and uh, I suppose th- then began, took an interest in Irish politics, uh, worked uh, for two uh, politicians. One is... Uh, both of them appear to have been as work experience, um, but she subsequently would have had access to the doll and certainly in parliament buildings. She then joined the International, uh, sorry, the National Space Centre in Cork, uh, where she worked for a number of years uh, negotiating uh, various projects with the EU Space Agency, NASA, and the Russian Space Agency, uh, Roscosmos. So she she. When Russia annexed the Crimea, she did, that type of work dried up because there was various sanctions put on Russia, and she had, she then moved decided to move to Australia. She worked very briefly for Deloitte, um, but then got involved in the space business again in Australia. So just a bit, maybe put this in context for your listeners, Matt. After it, Russia, or sorry. How to say the Australian Domestic Intelligence Service has recently began a very uh, wide-sweeping security review and had a number of operations against uh, Russian intelligence operators operating in Australia. So these would be undeclared intelligence officers that are working from uh, embassies and pretending to be diplomats, but it's basically the SVR and the GRU, which is uh, Russian military intelligence. Somehow this woman came to the attention of... um, Australian intelligence, and they assessed her as being a threat to their national security, or certainly having the potential to be. So she was in Australia on what's called a talent visa. That has been revoked, and she's now in the process of leaving the country. And where will she go? Will she come back to Ireland as an Irish citizen? I wish I could tell you. um, We haven't been able to contact her as yet, Um, the Irish government, I understand, was asked for asked to provide consular assistance. But in these type of cases, because uh, they're very complex, I think the government would be really low to get involved in a national security issue facing Australia um, for lots of different reasons. It should be stated that this woman, while she is was born in Kazakhstan, she's actually ethnic Russian and she speaks native Russian and that's why uh, certainly she joined uh, the National Space uh, Centre because she was able to do translate documents etc. Okay and is there any suggestion that she had been working for the Russians before she got to Australia? So I'm going to be very technical and very clear about this. So this woman has been convicted for nothing and she uh, isn't charged with any offence. So 
governments usually, if they identify someone that they believe is a problem, they will remove them uh, from their jurisdiction. So people don't really get charged with any offences. They, they kind of get removed. So, for example, last year we expelled four Russian diplomats from the embassy. One of them was a senior GRU officer who was targeting uh, people in public life and running intelligence operations against them. So... Uh, the best way of answering that question, while or that the, your question is, is that she certainly was involved and in areas of society that would be of interest to Russian Russia's intelligence services. So um, the, the National Space Centre in Cork has been, and I, uh, you know, we were writing about this two years ago, was being has been continually targeted by Russian services that are operating in Ireland and in Irish soil for lots of different reasons. They're interested in uh, the type of technology that's being developed abroad and any sort of information that can help them you know, uh, I suppose, uh, build up a, a, a bigger picture of what's going on in terms of space exploration. Uh, the doll and politicians and senior civil servants in this country are continually targeted by hostile states such as Russia. So Russia has a very wide and diverse way of collecting intelligence. Uh, it's not just simply, they're not very good anymore at conventional war, but they're extraordinarily adept at hybrid war, which intelligence gathering fa- falls into. So they tend to, and internationally they're known to do this, that they identify lots of people, sometimes from the diaspora in different countries, that they hope will get into positions that might be able to help them at some stage later in their careers. And they play a very long game at that. That's not to say that this woman is involved in this or anything like that, but certainly whatever the Australian Security Services discovered um, spooked them enough that they had uh, quite a significant investigation into her and decided to withdraw her visa. Uh, I've spoken to a lot of people in Australia who are across the way their intelligence services work over there and they say there's a pretty high bar to revoke a visa particularly for someone from the European Union and who would be a citizen of Ireland. So whatever has happened and I can't say what's happened or what they found it has sufficiently uh, concerned them that they decided to take this action. It sounds like something from that American TV show The Russians, the plot of that but do we know how she came to be in Ireland and how and when she became a citizen? I I understand that her family moved to Ireland and that she became a citizen, uh, uh, I suppose, through normal channels uh, at some stage in her teens. But I can tell you the background to that. I would suspect that there's a lot of inquiries going on into this matter at the moment because they that's just the way our security services operate. So for those who don't know, Guard Intelligence is broke. There's two, we have two intelligence services in this country. We have the Guards, uh, their crime and our security and intelligence branch, which is subdivided into national security and then uh, sort of 
probably best described as a criminal intelligence service. And then the other uh, the other department is J2, which is our military intelligence and counterintelligence. So the, the, both of those agencies uh, kind of overlap in some ways on the type of work that they do. But they would be ve- they would be looking at this, I suppose, very keenly if they're not already involved to do assessments. Uh, on who this woman is and her background. But it should be stated, Matt, that this is an ongoing problem in this country. We're very light touch in terms of counterintelligence and our vulnerability to hostile states. Like, I've been writing about this and podcasting about it for a very long time. I mean, we have significant issues now in this country with Iranian, Russian and Chinese intelligence services. Well, indeed, John, the last time you were on was with that remarkable story about the Chinese police station down in Capel Street in Dublin, but just to finish, and I don't want to get into what she might have done when working for the likes of Willie Penrose or Bernard Allen, who was the Fine Gael chair of the Public Accounts Committee at the time she did some work for him. But what is going on with the Russian embassy these days? Because there would have been a lot of suspicions that they used the Russian embassy for spying, not just on Ireland, but using it as a backdoor into spying on a lot of what's going on in the European Union. Since the crackdown that we've had since the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Has there been anything done to stop whatever activities the Russians may have been doing out of Orwell Road? So, there's I suppose there's two components to this. Uh, when the Sunday Times actually published a series of stories about what was happening in the Russian embassy and its plans for expansion, the government uh, introduced emergency legislation to withdraw planning permission that had been granted to the Russian state to expand the embassy. I think it was by 500%, if my memory serves me correctly. So that there was a block put on the further expansion of the embassy and particular infrastructure in that that was deemed to to be used for the housing of very sophisticated surveillance and uh, equipment and also interception and uh, comms and signals interception equipment, right? So that was, or there was a stop put to the building of those, the construction of certain buildings. But Russian intelligence always have a backup plan for everything they do. And what we've seen since then is that they have probably moved into a very, what what they had to do, which was to, uh, I suppose, change and alter their intentions. So there's continuously, of course, uh, intelligence gathering uh, being run and conducted from the Russian embassy. But since then, we've seen the discovery of what's called as illegal networks in Ireland. So, for example, we had a Russian GRU officer who was unmasked there, I think it was last year, the year before, who had been attending Trinity College. He was, uh, he had studied here, he was an illegal operative, so he had nothing got to do with the Russian embassy. But what what officers like that do is that they're brought in to active service when something happens and they need a support service for the other, I suppose, the intelligence officers that are from the embassy if they're exposed. So these people come into action and they're active support and logistical support for Russian units that are operating across Europe uh, undercover okay. as imposing as students or whatever. Now he was subsequently arrested and he was extradited to, after he tried to 
join the International Criminal Court in Amsterdam and he is now in Brazil actually in prison and the Kremlin are trying to get him out. So what we have at the moment is you've obviously you've continued intelligence scattering operations in uh, the Russian embassy but what you also have is people that are living amongst the general population involved in intelligence gathering facilities that are deep undercover. Thank you, John Mooney of the Sunday Times. The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4:30. Today, FM.